now from Grid Square Echo Mike 48. This is 100 watts and a wire. All right. Good morning to everyone. Hello. It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel, joined by Steve. Whiskey Seven, United Delta India. How are you? You got a haircut? Yeah, I got the number one. Got the high and tight, man. High and tight. You can still do it over here and in the back. Oh yeah, got back here, and uh, it's uh, good for my wife. She can buff her nails, so that's the uh, that's the test. If uh, she can buff her uh, nails, then uh, then the haircut's short enough. I could grow enough hair to make myself look weirder like i can go here and like in the back and it would just uh -huh. go clownish it go really clowny and uh, i just I can do the same thing too it, life is hard enough to, to yeah. do it like that good morning uh, great, everyone yeah great uh great kickoff this morning during the uh, pre-show mm -hmm. meet and greet we kicked off um k4p which is kilo for papa the special event station raising awareness for a ham radio operator in need phil has been a ham since 1971 He's desperately in need of a living kidney donor. He's on five lists um, otherwise, but there's a lot of benefits to being able to organize and logistics for a living donor. And he's got a call. We just had a call earlier. I think it was Tuesday. I could be wrong. Maybe it was Monday or Tuesday, but he had, he got a call from the university of Toledo and they had a potential match for him. And uh, it just, so everybody's excited and then, you know, it's like it didn't didn't work out. So it's kind yeah. of a bummer in that way. But, but anyway, know, there's still progress. I mean, it was potential match is good. I mean, it's there's hope. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have a guest today. I'm excited about Becky's here. Whiskey One Bravo X-Ray Yankee. She's here and she handles a lot of the. Um, the publication stuff for the league. Nice. So you need to behave yourself. And I cannot keep a lady waiting. So, you know, you're out of here. You, you, I'm out of here. You, you must leave now. So <laughs> send, send my best to the uh, to the chat. And thanks for everybody for coming over. If it's your first time here, poke around the channel, you know, subscribe if you like it. And um, there's some good playlists there, Q&A. And we'll get back to Steve here in a little bit. We'll answer some questions if we can. All right. All right, Steve. See you later. We'll see you in a bit. You must must leave now. There she is. There she is. Ladies on the show. It's my it's my favorite thing. Hey, Becky, how are you? Good. How you doing, Christian? I'm just having fun. Saturday's like that most anticipated day of the week. Friday yeah, is like morning. Friday, but you don't mm -hmm. get, you know, the evening is short. So Saturdays are a good. Yeah. How, how are things at HQ? Oh, busy, busy. Always busy. Uh, you know, when you work in publishing, particularly magazine publishing, uh, it's just, you know, an, an ever turning cycle. Um, so, uh, you know, we've always got, uh, several magazines cooking. We usually have a bunch of books cooking at the same time too. So, uh, yeah, business so, as usual, busy, busy. So you've been around since 2011, right? 2011 at the league. Yeah. And, you know, this publication, I mean, in your hands sits like 105 years of, uh, right? It's like QST. It's it's not a big thing at all, is it? Yeah, there aren't a whole lot of 100 plus year old magazines left in this day and age. And uh, so ARL and the ham radio community really have something special in QST. Um, you know, it, it's its history is revered just as much as its its present incarnation is. 
Um, so it, it's, it is a great honor to be, you know, the, the custodian of QST and to um, be part of this team that brings it to life every month. Well, let's talk about, because you've got several things cooking now. You've not only got that great history, but you've started off something new uh, with On The Air, which I like quite a bit. I, you know, I think uh, it's kind of nice to tap back into our roots a little bit because, you know, you can get to several layers. This is why I think it's so important that you've kind of changed. I don't even know what that beeping is. There's some message. I've, I've got something open where we're messaging. I think it's oh, I don't hear it. You so. didn't hear it? Oh, good. Maybe no. it's just in my mind, which is probably the <sighs> in your head so yeah. you have it's totally a, it's a problem <laughs> i've got a lot of problems as you'll see so you've got this great history there and it's for me when i just got started it was so heady in a way you know and i know there's super technical people and i'm not one of them i kind of know what i know and each year i learn a little bit more so that magazine to me could be it's so interesting to know that there are so many people out there that are like you but it is a little over my head sometimes, if I'm being completely honest. And then tell me about like those talks to bringing in a new magazine. Is it, I mean, it's a little daunting to just keep one going so well, but then to bring in another one. How did you find a balance between what you needed to do and what you had? Um, well, the, the need for on the air has, you know, it's been there all along. Um, you know, ARL was, was, has always been getting emails, phone calls, you know, people walk up to us at, at events and say, you know, I, I love QST. Thanks for doing that. But, you know, a lot of it is over my head. And, and even folks who had been in the hobby for decades and decades, you know, I just, you know, I love it. Thanks a lot. But, but it's just beyond me. And, um, and then we had, you know, bona fide beginners in the hobby that were just saying, you know, we need something. We need something to bring us along. And uh, we had tried things for beginners before. We had tried several times, um, sometimes as uh, a, a section of QST. And, um, you know, with varying degrees of success and, and nothing that really had uh, a whole lot of longevity. So um, on the air's beginnings, we're back in 2017 with um, a bunch of discussions uh, among a small group of ARL managers who said, you know, we, we've got we've to finally address this group, you know, the, the new hams that are just, you know, sort of crying out in the wilderness. Um, we, we have, we're in a position to offer them something, but we can't do what we've done before because obviously that didn't work. Um, so uh, we did a bunch of um, surveying. We did some testing. We created on the air initially as a test piece and said, if we did something like this, what do you, what do you think of that? And um, people loved it. Um, new hams and experienced hams alike really loved it. So uh, we took a couple of years to uh, develop the idea and kind of bide our time for the the right time to launch something new, and uh, and on the air debuted January 2020, um, and it's been going like gangbusters ever since. So uh, as far as how to to balance that, um, part of the balance is in the publishing schedule. I mean, QST is a monthly; it's there every month, like clockwork. Um, 
you know, ARL publishes four magazines and QST is the only monthly uh, on the air. QEX and NCJ are all bi-monthly. So that scheduling is um, part of how all of that works. Um, there's a, a, a bit of a staggering and there's also a little bit of overlap among the various um, staffs of those magazines, but there's, there's also a lot of um, difference between them too, which also helps. Uh, so, so, if, so nobody gets overloaded except me. <laughs> and and our production people we have we have two production people who lay out you know almost everything that comes out of ARL on you know printed on paper and uh those two people Shelley Bloom and Jody Morin just produce a tremendous amount of uh layout and design work and uh and they yet they somehow never manage to get overloaded either they're just fantastic well I have issues of QSD from like the forties and the technology and the science still holds up. You know, there are mm -hmm. new things that happen now, but there are some of that old ways still work. Is it refreshing to have a new magazine to kind of give you a new set of tools and a new set of topics because the old ones have, you know, they still hold up. Um, they do still hold up and there, there's always a lot of talk at ARL about, you know, our, our legacy material, our tremendous library of, of old stuff that's still perfectly good. And there are things in On the Air that have been repurposed from, from some old stuff. Nothing quite as old as the 40s yet, uh, but it could happen. Um, and yet it, it is nice to be creating all new things for this new publication um, and, and getting this, the, the new part of the community excited about stuff. What did your survey turn up that may have surprised you a little bit? Um, the survey confirmed a lot of things that we had suspected. Um, and uh, I think the most surprising thing was that people wanted to use ham radio um, as a, a means to other ends. Um, they didn't They told us they didn't necessarily want to um, become contesters or pursue DX. Um, a lot of them wanted to just be able to understand the technology and how to use it well enough that they could apply it to other things. Um, you know, that, that didn't necessarily mean getting on the air. You know, can I, can I use this to build a weather station? Um, can I, a lot of them wanted to be able to use radio um, in other parts of their lives, um, in leisure time with their families, um, without necessarily, you know, how can I do this around my family so that I can get them all licensed and, and we can all contest together on the weekends? Um, it was more of how can I use this technology to integrate, in, integrate it into my life more. What's the classic uh, ham pursuit? I've heard you talk about this before. Uh, is it different nowadays? Like you mentioned, sort of these adjacent things. Uh, is it emergency communications, public service? You know, uh, what is your classic ham pursuit 
today? And, and has that changed from the past? Um, well, given the QST audience, the QST audience are the classic hams. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the DXers, um, the public service hams. Um, one of the most surprising things that we found out in the 2017 survey was that um, the overwhelming majority of people who are getting licensed today, and, and a lot of people are getting licensed today, is uh, because they want to be involved in public service. And, uh, and that surprised us a little bit because the, the role of, I don't, <laughs> I'm not qualified to speak deeply on the role of ham radio in public service, but I, I know enough to know that it has changed a lot. Um, even over the past 20 years. Uh, but that is still a huge draw for people, absolutely enormous. Um, so there are, there's a need to fill with information there too. Um, but when we talk about classic ham pursuits, when I talk about classic ham pursuits, I'm still very much talking about um, the QST audience. Um, DXing, uh, sort of whole weekend contesting, um, and public service. It does look like portable is, has become really huge in the last, I don't know, maybe five or six years. Um, portable might be poised to become the new classic. Um, I, I get a lot of manuscripts about portable operating. Um, you know, there are all the programs now there's, you know, Soda, Poda, Iota, mm -hmm. you know, all of that just is, is, has gained so much traction. Um, there's a lot of people talking about it in manuscripts. So who knows, maybe we have a modern classic on our hands with portable. Is that, uh, and you know, that, that was around, but they used to do it with such big yeah. equipment back in those uh, early days. Is that something you see more of uh, in the future for On The Air magazine with portable we do, uh, we've done a bit about portable in on the air so far. We've, you know, we start them with the basics. You know, what is portable operating? Um, what is the summits on the air program? Um, the most recent issue had, you know, what is the parks on the air program? Um, so we, we start out with, with, you know, just the facts, ma'am, just the basics and say, you know, th this is something you can do. And uh, there are people who do it. And when they do it, here's how they do it and why they do it. So now that we've presented a lot of those basics, the, the how and the why, um, you know, in, in future issues, we'll move into more of, you know, things like what's the basic gear? Mm -hmm. um, you know, what are, what are other tools for helping you how to do this? What are the, you know, here's a list of resources so good foundation and then sort of build off of that. I mean, yeah. that makes sense. How has digital affected uh, print, print media? We know how it has worked traditionally with mainstream media and it hasn't really been good, you know, with everything moving online. How has it affected you guys? Um, it's been kind of up and down. Uh, there was, in fact, in terms of on the air, um, we had talked about, you know, once we got the, the survey results that led to us creating on the air, um, there was some talk about launching earlier than 2020. And um, 
And the digital disruption at the time was such that I just was not confident that it was the right time to launch. And uh, there was talk about launching digital only. And, and I said, I, I really don't think that's going to be the way to go. Um, ham radio operators really love print. Uh, our guys love print. And we have a lot of digital only opt-ins, but you know, there's still this overwhelming desire for having that print publication that you can really take anywhere and not have to worry about, you know, do I, do I have the issue downloaded to my device? Do I, am I going to have a Wi-Fi connection? Um, overwhelmingly, we hear for, from folks, you know, thanks for keeping this all in print. That's what I really want. That's what I really love. So um, we did end up holding off on uh, releasing on the air for a little bit because digital was was making me nervous. <laughs> and uh, and then in 2019, we looked at it again and, and I said, yeah, you know, print's on a more solid footing. Let's let's roll this out the way we originally intended. And here we are. I mean, there's so many. Uh, I consider myself a, a streamer. I'm, I mean, with a broadcast background, this gives me the feel of FM radio, which is mm -hmm. kind of my home, and it's immediate. So live streaming is something different for me than, say, the gobs and gobs of YouTube videos. Have mm -hmm. you found a way to incorporate YouTube? Is there a plan for YouTube videos and a way to package content at all? Or is that just not your lane and publications is plenty? <laughs> um, there... Uh, I can say you will be seeing more videos out of ARRL. Uh, you will be seeing more videos associated with QST, certainly. Um, I can't say a whole lot more at this point, but... Uh, Are you sure? I can't. Oh, yeah, I, I really can't. <laughs> I would love to. And the, the people involved are, are kind of... Uh, sitting on their hands at the moment too. Just it makes, it just makes sense to me that a tremendous archive like that, but you know, I've made documentaries and have done history and, and all this stuff. And I just think if there's a collection there, there's, there's something there. So yeah. I'm just curious. Um, I understand your position. There, there is, there's stuff coming. Um, hopefully as soon as this spring. Um, cool. and I, yeah, I, I can't say anything. Yet. Good. But this, that sounded like a promise to come back and tell me everything about it first and exclusive. Isn't that, that the way could, we should, since we're best friends now. Okay. That's cool. Very Thank you so much for coming. I, I think what you do is amazing, uh, your work and I wanted to get into the infrastructure. I think you have to come back and talk about, I mean, maybe we have time to, to have another quick one. Do you have the capacity at the league to run both or all these publications at one time? Or do you have to kind of space it out here? This one goes here. This one goes here. I mean, can they, can they run together? Um, the production of them? Yes. Uh, the production of all four magazines is always running all the time. Okay. Um, the in-house staff is very small. It's seven people. Um, that push through a tremendous amount of work every day, week, month, year. Um, but we also have um, we also have freelancers. We have subject matter experts. Um, almost every department at ARL headquarters contributes something to nearly every issue of QST. Um, almost the whole building touches that publication. And, uh, you know, it is 
it is a building wide effort really. Um, and uh, it's, it's wonderful to see it come together every month, but you know, there's, there's any number of people hustling on all four of these magazines all the time. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you so much for coming. I do hope you'll come back. Appreciate sure. the work that you do. And I, I enjoy the new magazine a lot. It, it, if nothing else, I think it's good to get back to your roots, mm-hmm. you know, because there's always something. Oh, yes. Right. Becky, Whiskey yeah. One. A Bravo X-Ray Yankee. Thanks so much for coming by. We'll chat with you again, I hope. All right. Thanks for having me, Christian. All right. 73. 73. The ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers. But it's in a portable package covering HF, 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. It's got that large 4.3 inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. All right, friends, this is the portion of the show where we invite our friends from Amateur Radio Newsline, our colleagues from Amateur Radio Newsline, uh, to pick two stories. One, perhaps you've heard or should have heard about, and another one maybe you have not heard about. Guys, tell me the truth. Was I sitting there like this, listening to her talk? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's yeah, good. Okay. She's good. I got to tell good. you, she's she's in an unenviable position. She juggles, and having spent years in print publishing, I if I w- wore a hat this morning, I would have tipped it to her. And I listen to the I, well, I read the magazine, and I listen to that on the air podcast. And it's, I mean, even though I've been in this for forty some years, I mean, it's it's good, and it does what they set out to it really mm-hmm. lays out clearly the the entry level stuff for new hams in a way that's not f- frightening yeah frightening is a good word we're not we're not some geeks are born other geeks are made yeah so i, I it's, it's a good thing that they're doing i like it paul was clearly born paul was born to geek right. you should get b t g Born to geek. Yeah. New T-shirt idea. We'll, we'll work on that one too. We need all the help we can get. I no, mean, Karen, can wear the can, Pink Floyd shirt today. Yeah, I think it. It didn't go unnoticed. I appreciate your classic rock background, Karen. I mean, just just for a moment to talk about publishing. I, I was mm-hmm. uh, talking to Becky about the the pressures of print media against the landscape of everything else. You know. But I, I think it's a good point when well taken that people do like to have. I mean, I've printed out my manuals. I want to have it in my hand. I want to have it on a plane. So I still do like the physical. But I mean, for you and your career, mm-hmm. you know, you watch publishing kind of take it, take it on the chin several times. You want to give a minute on that or two? Or yeah, I mean, very quickly, I think as the people, as the readership of the what's what's called the legacy media, the print uh ages out you have a generation that enjoys portability 
Uh, they never worry about Wi-Fi connections because they have a very generous data plan. So they basically take their information with them everywhere. Uh, I have actually maintained a preference for print, but I'm gradually going over to the dark side because it is more convenient. But I've seen lots of my colleagues take either early retirement or a very timely retirement and just throw their hands up in the air because it's, it's done. It's done with a few exceptions. You do have the big newspapers uh, and some of the magazines, but almost everyone now has a digital presence. So, and I've I've yeah. got to say, as far as QST and CQ, mm -hmm. I do the digital ones because I just, mm -hmm. after so many years, you just stacks of magazines that you may or may not go back to. So going back to the digital one and printing out a page if you need it seems to be for me an, an easier thing. Oh, that's interesting. I I go <laughs> with the stacks. I actually when I get free time, I will go into my stacks of magazines and I will read them. So you see, you have both of us represented here. Yeah. And what I do is when I, when I get physical copies, I'm done reading, mm -hmm. I take them to VE sessions and mm -hmm. we hand them out to new people taking uh, exams. It's so, so nice cool. to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, as, as tradition here on 100 Watts in a Wire, uh, the lady gets priority. So Paul, you lose. Yeah. So she's oh. right. But oh. hey, just a kidding. I'm just kidding. I want oh, to tickle him. We like, we like Paul. We're remember, we're not ready to launch him yeah, into the yeah. Once yeah. he's up there, we can talk trash about him. Uh, it's kind of strong words like. Yeah, I know. Word, but uh, <laughs> uh, my friends. I'm used to that. So we kick off with uh, our format is we bring two stories to the table and we talk about one that uh, may be front of mind, maybe front page, and the other one may be lesser known. Karen, what did you find this week? Okay, uh, this one's real strange, but not uncommon because there have been other instances of this around the world and, and in the States. Uh, you know, we all like to think our, our transmitters uh, can have staying power. Uh, and here's a story of one that certainly did. You look behind me, you'll see the 14th Street Bridge in Washington, D.C., um, there was a transmission we wrote about this week that went on and on and on and on and on uh, for the past eight years, uh, giving traffic reports of the 14th Street Bridge in D.C. and the general area during the inauguration. Well, wow. we're talking the inauguration of... Uh, 2013, a couple of years back, uh, and basically telling people to avoid the, the bridge, uh, that the inauguration was going on. And it was low power, and it was a transmission uh, from a radio uh, going out over the transmitter from the Department of Transportation in D.C. People heard it, didn't really pay much mind to it. It's on AM some people still listen to AM. I like AM. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> people were reporting it, but nobody did anything about it. And a uh, very clever and caring faculty member at Georgetown University in DC called attention to it, tweeted about it. It caught the eye of the Homeland Security folks who tracked it down. And finally, on March 3rd, people were waiting for their traffic report from 2013, they no longer heard it because they <laughs> turned the thing off and said, oh my God, what's happening on the bridge? Uh, it was, it's gone. It's gone. Well, it's gone from the air. 
uh, the faculty member managed to capture it as an MP3. And just as print has now gone digital, so too have some radio stations gone digital. And you can now hear the report if you care to um, on the internet. It plays and it plays and it plays, and it, which is, is kind of funny. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a cool story. And uh, it's just a reminder when you're done in the shack, turn off your transmitter. What do you think, Paul? There's... I read I read the story when it first came out, and there was some thoughts about because they they would set up for events. They would set up it maybe it was in like a construction trailer type you know thing with a mast antenna with solar panels, and it just kept going. Or it, occasionally they would they would tie them onto another tower in a in a neighborhood or whatever. Um, he he couldn't find an answer after it got shut off. Uh, nobody would. It, tell him what happened it's just like don't worry about it we got it so most likely it was it was just a trailer with solar panels parked somewhere and it was just along in it to keep that thing going for eight years just looping the same report over and over it's again either the so, worst street in america or yeah. the best street or the worst it's like, just stay off the bridge permanently don't ever go over the bridge it's the most confusing thing i've ever heard should yeah. i go should i not go it never changes radio keeps telling me to stay off the bridge and that's what's important is yes. that you're listening Always. to your radio. Always <laughs> believe radio. Yeah, radio over everything is right. Paul, what do you have uh, interesting today? Well, I have my background here represents the uh, the tracking information and data from a high altitude balloon launch that recently happened. And this is from down in Australia from the Amateur Radio Experimenters Group down in Adelaide. And they launched one called the Horus 55 which was interesting because it carried an amateur TV, a digital amateur TV transmitter. And uh, the idea was to see how high it could go and how far it could go, and also how far away they could uh, receive the, the video. And uh, it launched on uh, March 7th, and the flight duration was about two and a half hours. It got up to... 32,000 meters, which is about 104,000 feet. And it was broadcasting the whole way. And uh, in fact, they uh, if you go to the website, which is areg.org.au, um, they've got clips, uh, video sent from it. Um, they have one that shows when the balloon finally burst. You can see the, the thing shows all the other pieces of the, the equipment that were all tethered together. So it it, get, it shows the whole thing as it was coming down, and it was still transmitting when it landed. So I, that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I've got a friend around here who works with a, a local high school science program, um, and once a year they, they try to launch uh, just an APRS tra tracker on a balloon and see how far they can get and how high they can get. Uh, so it's that's really a, a fun thing, and it's it's very interesting tech. This one took it up another level by putting a video transmitter in it. What do you think about this story, Karen? Another little transmitter that wouldn't quit. I love it. We have If we have nothing else, we have thematic <laughs> stories on Saturdays. Um, I like the fact that uh, these these guys embody the spirit of experimentation, which is, of course, uh, the heart and the soul of much of amateur radio. Uh, they not only were transmitting throughout uh, a good part of uh, the region in Australia, they also uploaded 
to the internet and people were able to watch it on YouTube. So this just takes it once again to another level. Uh, fantastic. And the group's been around a while. So can't wait to see what they'll do next. Yeah. You can get the link to their YouTube channel from their website too. So mm -hmm. well, thank you. Good. Yep. Thank you both. Appreciate the stories. Love that that just kept spinning on AM radio forever and ever and ever. And somebody just did not put it together. It just yeah. was like, I can't use the bridge again. Somewhere there's a guy, it was his job to turn them off and he missed that checkbox. It's like, oh crap. Oh, crap. When will they finish the construction? Oh, been going the long way for many years now groundhog day right yeah. mm -hmm. george did you get that one transmitter over on 28th street mm -hmm. oh yeah uh, right. oh no didn't i <laughs> didn't i yeah. oh i don't know whatever i'm on vacation yeah well paul uh, wd9 gco and karen my thanks to both of you kd2 gut if you have a comment or a question you can apply it in the comments below, we would like to uh, hear from you on these stories. And my thanks to my friends. We will do it again next week. Okay? Yes, sir. 73 okay. for now. 73. 73. Bye, guys. Bye now. Let's take a minute to talk about what I feel is the most beneficial deal in ham radio today. It's when you become a sustaining member of 100 watts and a wire. Here's how it works. When you donate $25 or more you will become a sustaining member for a year. And during that year, you get discounts from participating businesses. It's a win-win-win. The show gets your support. You get the discounts, a little more money in your pocket for your next project, and those businesses can earn your trust. Visit 100wattsandawire.com, click the Sustaining Membership tab, to learn how you can support the content you enjoy. You enjoy. And thanks. All right. And welcome back, friends. Uh, we are, this is the time of the show where we like to share some ham radio stories. I got to have, uh, pull Dave up here in just a second, but it sounds like we may be listening without headphones. So we may have to adjust to that. Steve is back. And, uh, how are things in the chat today? Boy, oh, it's, it's all moving so fast. It's uh, it's good. We're going back and forth, and it's just good chat in the chat room. And uh, don't forget, if you want to win a uh, HT, go to papaphilcan.com and enter, and you can win this uh, dual-band HT. We put the link right there. Once a day, you can uh, enter to win at the link that's in the chat. So go ahead and jump on that now. And the special event station launched this morning with the 100 Watts and Wire pre-show. Uh, I was very excited to make a very symbolic contact with uh, Phil, who is the, uh, the person we're all trying to help here. We made a contact on 40 meters and then uh, worked for a little while. I worked 13 stations and then passed it off and uh, to come here and do this. And I can see now uh, reports are coming in that lots of hits are happening they reset the uh, K4P QRZ page so now they can see what kind of volume people are coming. So please visit that site, K4P on QRZ, and find out what we're doing and listen for them and win that radio. On Wednesday evening, we will uh, give it away. And it, it's all because of Steve said, hey, give this away. And it's a little honey. We just give a little. <laughs> it gets you involved uh, to go to the website and consider it. We've got a uh, we got a ham we're going to meet today, and um, I'd love for you. I'm going to start you out talking to him today. We're going to bring him in, and uh, here he is. He's Dave. He's got his headphones in. Now we got it. We got Hi, it. Dave. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Let's make sure we can't hear you yet, but we're uh, we're patient. We're okay. 
That's okay. That's While we okay. get uh, Dave here. Oh. There he is. We might there just have to go. turn down the YouTube if you have that running behind you. Uh, Steve, I have to run just down the hall for a second. Can you get us started with uh, yeah. with Dave? And I'll, I'll come and join you in just a minute. Dave, welcome to the show here. I'm going to leave you in good hands with Steve. Uh, start your story off. I'll be right Well, hi, Dave. How are you doing today? Oh, we're still kind of getting things getting things worked out there. and uh, That's okay. We appreciate you being here, Dave. I don't have to go too far. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be a Wi-Fi bandwidth yeah. type of issue. But we we're patient enough. We'll so uh, while uh, we're waiting on Dave here, I, uh, thanks for having Becky on. That that was a great interview. And, I was uh, afraid I was just sitting there like this, <laughs> and uh, generated uh, quite a bit of activity in the chat. And Good. I love. I'm like going, wow. I'm a classic ham. <laughs> classic, you're vintage baby. I'm classic baby. ham. Your classic ham station. I'm gonna make a couple of those promos. Hey Dave, are you go. all right? Let's see, we're freezing up just a little bit with right. Dave. That's okay. We had him on, and I noticed he was in yeah. and out a little bit. There you are. Talk for us a little bit, Dave. Let's see if we have you. You uh, still copy us, Dave? It's okay. Yeah, it's I don't like hear you. Your video's okay. Your video's holding up, but your audio's still not passing. That's all right. He's got a story to share with us with his uh, with a call sign, and we're seeing a lot of that now with mm -hmm. uh, Well. Speaking of call signs, my uh, coworker, he's uh, put in for a vanity and uh, we, we kind of went back and forth. He started asking about my call sign and why it's what it is. And mm -hmm. uh, um, so and then he kind of went back and forth. And so we kind of came up with a couple of them and uh, he submitted his, uh, went online to the FCC site and uh, submitted it. And then the next day he amended it because uh, he wanted to, to change the order so uh okay and it's good and it's uh he liked the idea and you know as i you know our our call signs is is our identity mm -hmm. this is how we are known amongst our our fellow amateurs and uh so there's uh, in a lot of cases there's some meaning to the call signs and uh for most it's could be their initials or or some other meaning and uh it's a tribute it's a, yeah and then the, some cases. then there's the tribute of keeping the call sign from of a family member going on. Right. And um, in the cases of a lot of one by twos, uh, clubs will take a charter member or someone significant of that club and use their call sign as their club call sign af after the person has uh, became a silent key. Let's see if so. we got Dave. Hey, Dave, your video even got a little bit better there. Let's hear you. No, still not getting oh, the audio. What's my call sign story. Oh, Marty wants to know my call sign story. <laughs> there's, All right. a, there's an interesting one there. Just uh, We just uh, can't pass the audio there. Yeah, why don't you tell your story? I have to run oh, quickly down okay. the hall, but I will be back. You you hold down the fort, and I'll be right back with you, Steve. So when I got my call, in, uh, in, when I became a novice in uh, in 76, uh, the, the, the FCC wasn't as automated as it, as it was. So my first call was whiskey alpha six tango, India, Charlie, W a six T I C. Well, 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 I, Marty, I grew up in Pasadena and then there was a ham, uh, who had the call sign W a six T I C. He was in the process of renewing and in the process when 
the way the I understood it, the FCC, when they renewed a call sign back in the day, they would take you out of the system and then then they put you back in. Well, while the original TIC was out of the system, my my application was being processed and um, uh, then I was issued that call. So for a while in 1977, 1978, there was two WA6 TICs. And uh, as a novice, it was not a big deal going over there. Then it about, and then I got into, oh, two meters and started getting active in the LA basin, two meter community. All hell broke loose. Here's here. I'm 18 years old and people are just hammering me because, oh, you're a bootlegger. I go, no, I'm not. I got a license here. And, uh, I just got just nailed and, uh, it was brutal. It was pretty brutal. And then eventually I would go out into local ham fests and people would, well, we're going to confront you and everything. They go, I pull out my license. I go, here it is. And they're like, jaws hit the floor. And it's like, yeah, you are for real. And then after a while, then they got onto my case about, well, you need to do something. I go, no, I don't need to do something because this is what the FCC issued me. If you have a problem with it, you can contact <laughs> about 18 months later, I get a, get this, a form letter that said, oh, by the way, we issued, we issued you your call sign in error. And this is your new call sign, which was whiskey Bravo six uniform Delta India. And, uh, and you, th this letter will serve as your your uh, temporary authorization to operate with this new call sign, and then a new license will become. But the thing that got me, and it was a form letter. <laughs> it's like this happens a lot. So, and then since uh, relocating from uh, the six land here into seven, I felt that uh, you know uh, have your call sign match the. The call district that you're in and uh, shortened it up. And uh, that's how W7 UDI came about. I love that story. <laughs> Thanks for covering for me, too. Yeah, no problem. <clears throat> this is the intersection of life and ham radio. So it's kind of like I got the uh, infection in the eyes as I'm glamored there listening to the smart lady talk about publications. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, you look like you got hit in the face, a pillow. And then fight. you leave it to the classic ham. <laughs> yeah, leave it to the classic hand to cover for me as the medication runs through my body at a quickened pace and I have to, you know, everything hurries up. So thank you, buddy. You've covered for me. Uh, Dave is in and out. We're going to try. Uh, we'll give it another shot here and then we may have to move on to questions and, and work it out. But let's see if we can get the, the engineering proper there. W4JL, you copy K0STH. Oh, crap. Oh, man. But this is uh, live, uh, live YouTube. It's beautiful. What happens. And, uh, you know, we, we hope for the best. And if I could do some puppeteering, <laughs> I could hide. And, and if Dave just would talk, I'd be like, yes, W4. Uh, Mike is not working. So, uh, yeah, I understand. I understand, Dave. We will work it out. We'll sort it out for you, buddy. Don't, don't worry. We'll have you back and uh, we can help you maybe test it. Uh, before the show, we're actually live streaming. I hope is anybody uh, perusing the grounds of the uh, Ham Expo? You know that started, so um, mm -hmm. we were technically supposed to be streaming to our booth there, uh, 100 watts and wire booth. So I hope people are there. Hello to all of you, and if it's your first time here with us, 
please write new in the chat. I'd love to meet you and say hello. A very friendly group of people. The YouTube channel started in September, but this is the uh, flagship show wow. that started in 2015. September. It seems like yesterday. Uh, Time is flying. I know. I know. And we've got over 100 videos now, and it's just a lot of fun. But I find uh, that this reminds me of the broadcast side of the radio career and the live interaction. I'm seeing people over in the chat now. And oh, John's new. There's John. Nice Hi, to meet John. you, John. Thanks for being here, John. It's good to have you. Uh, everybody welcome John in the chat there. It's good to uh, have you here. Please look around. Uh, the You know, the playlists are uh, shaping up. We've got Q&A. We're going to do that here. We'll start that in a few minutes. And then we'll probably wrap up the uh, show. And don't forget about K4P, which is uh, mm -hmm. on the air now for the rest of the week. We've put a link into the chat. I think I can do it again if I didn't. Uh... Yeah, this is a Yesu that was donated by Steve for the cause. It is a little honey to help bring people and it helps us raise awareness. There it is. The FT65RE. Uh, we're going to give that away on Wednesday evening. Um, you know, all in an effort to help raise awareness for a ham radio operator in need. In this case, Phil. AB8PR, and we uh, kicked off things with him this morning in a, in sort of the sentimental and uh, nice sort of way to start the special event working. Phil, he's up in Michigan, so luckily we had a good copy on each other, and that's what we did. I see Alex is in the chat. Alex is a partner in the Spirit of Radio. We are both simulcasting and streaming out on Wednesday nights. Um, we're going to be bringing in operators. You're going to get to see people operating. And definitely this week, this Wednesday evening, you'll see a bunch of people kind of coming in and working different bands. So that ought to be exciting. And that's uh, that's what we know about that. Phil's actually in the chat. If you want to say hello to him, that's all good. And that's yeah, okay. Yeah. That, uh, the mic wasn't working either on Dave. We'll get his story for sure. We'll yeah, we'll get it all squared away. And if you do have a chance to work uh, K4 Papa, if you can, uh, spot him in the cluster. That way others uh, can see where uh, K4P is operating. And so if you get a chance, uh, do that. The QRZ page has a lot of information, resources, your, yourself. You may be... Uh, you know, having some sort of issues as well and with regards to your kidneys. So we're basically trying to raise awareness to help people maybe find the one and get people to be mm -hmm. tested who are living donors or it's a different scenario than the five list that he's currently on waiting for someone. It's kind of a tough situation. You're almost waiting for someone to die to donate you a kidney, which may or may not work. Um, the benefit to having a living donor is you can you know, these people can be tested in real time. You can schedule and have logistics operations. You know, if uh, someone would pass away and say it, it worked out that it was a match for Phil. It's like you got to get to you got to get mm -hmm. there within a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, so if you can poke around F4P on QRZ, there's some good links information there. You learn about Phil, who's been a ham since 1971. And he needs our help. He's kind of on short time. He's headed for dialysis. We want to avoid that if possible. Mm -hmm. so if you can help, that'd be good. Well, looky here. Looky here. This is the time. It's question time. Where we uh, we pull out some questions. And I think we've got some good ones. And it's good you know, that people are, you know, you can send your questions to us. You can put them in the chat. There's also a forum that I can use here. 
I know there's a lot going on, especially with a special event. Let me put this in there. If you've got a question about anything ham radio related, um, I'll put a form in here. And if we don't get to your question today, which is likely, we can put it in the queue, though. Mm -hmm. so we've got some already on tap. You should also know that Steve does not know these questions. I think it's very risky <laughs> that he does not know what the questions are, does not even really want to know. And, you know, he doesn't feel stumped for me. I need to know it and do all the research up front because, you know, I want to. My fear is that I'll be like, um, uh, six. Plus you want to see my initial reaction too. four, I think is a four <laughs> in there. And you're like, mm, no, no. So, uh, yeah, we like to, we like to give it to, um, the question to Steve right on the fly. So these were not prepared ahead of time, except for me putting them in to the queue. Let's start off with Mike. How should I handle rude operators on the air? I'm not aware. I'm not afraid of these losers. I want to tell them off, but I don't want to lose my license. What can I do? Um, polite society. And uh, yeah, I have that same thing that, oh, that I want to get in there and confront. Um, the problem becomes is that you're, they're baiting you or they're, um, they want to have that confrontation and I don't give them that satisfaction. And, um, so you could, if you want to try to debate, I've done it and I've been. Uh oh, did you freeze up? You froze up on me. Or he's still thinking this is the thing where he's. He's going to come back and it's going to buffer and shoo, shoo, shoo. But let me talk about it. Hopefully Steve will join back uh, a little bit. Root operators. And when I first got my license and it came to HF, I'm going to drop Steve out just for a second. That way, if he does come back, I'll know he's at least moving and he's not startling on the screen there. Uh, when I first got started on HF, I thought, you know, what? who are these guys? These D-bag nitwits. And you're like, you know, you want to. You want to tell them off. You want to come back and confront them. And, you know, over time you find out that it's it's not really worth it. You're not going to change their mind. You're not going to move them away. You want to do something. It's like you see the lady get robbed and you want to, you're like, hey, you know, and you want to call like some police type of effort. Uh, Riley, uh, Riley, 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 I can't get that word out right now. Maybe the medication. Hollingsworth, Hollingsworth, the OO, and, you know, used to work with the FCC. You know, he would say he's got a thing that's kind of uh, in the ham radio realm of just spinning the knob, just kind of turn it away. And then I remember hearing about that. Many people would advise, you know, well, you know, just turn the knob. Well, and then you won't, don't want to. You want to kind of fight them back because that's kind of a traditional way. But most times when you're getting QRM'd and people are giving you you know, issues on the air, you're hearing things that are not quite polite. Uh, most of the time, if you ignore it, they go away. They want that engagement. So it's best if you can uh, to ignore it. And there, you know, I've come, speaking of Riley, I've heard that there are a lot of OOs, this OO program where people are listening and taking notes. And uh, I'm a big fan and fascinated by triangulation you know, where multiple stations or three stations, they can take and swing their beams in directions and actually isolate a signal where it's coming. And I've had people, I've listened to things during emergencies where people were interrupted or interrupting um, and they would triangulate 
they would triangulate and they could find that signal and soon after it could knock on the door. And uh, so I would just say, leave it alone if you can, if you can stand it. It's disgusting. There are some things on the uh, radio that just disgust me. I can't, uh, can't stand it. But mostly the time I, uh, I let it go. I know it's hard though. All right, look at this. Dave is back. Dave, I see you there. I see. I just brought you up here. And we've got hey, some minutes. Hey, I hear you. Yeah, I had to change. I don't know what happened. It was working fine this morning on the computer. Now the computer mic don't want to work for some reason. Yeah, we'll figure it out. This is good. This works all right. I'm, I'm glad you kept trying. Glad you kept And Steve lost the internet completely. So uh, this is perfect. We can finish the show with your story. Whiskey for Juliet Lima. Let's talk a little bit about your story. Tell us about it. Well, I, at the ripe age of around 12, 13, 14 years old, I decided to go to a technical college here local. Now it's community college. It's got sports, believe it or not. Oh. But never, never would have believed a community college would have like softball, baseball teams here in my area, but it does now. But my dad is always was interested in radio. He would work on people's CBs and stuff like that, new AM radio operators, and they kept going and saying, you ought to get into amateur radio. You ought to get into amateur radio. And with him being disabled, needing some help keeping doors open and stuff like that, I decided, you know, hey, there's a class he's wanting to go to at the community college, well, technical college back then in the, in the early 80s. And I thought, well, I'll just go with you. You know, back then we had to learn to code. Uh, was no not a huge problem for me. I had a little bit of a musical background from being in the band in school, so I picked up the code pretty quick. I passed my five words per minute code, got my novelist license, and I was wearing a path out to the mailbox because it ain't like now you go to the computer and, mm-hmm. you know, pick up and look, hey, my call's in there. I can I can play radio now. You know, back then we had to wait to the to the USPS man come by and dropped it in the mailbox. So I wore a path out to that mailbox when I found out I passed the test. And when it come, the original call, Kilo Bravo 4, Bravo Oscar Juliet. Everybody called me Bojangles for the BOJ because oh, Bojangles is a fancy, you know, eating facility here in North Carolina in the Charlotte area. So uh, I come running in the house with that, you know, piece of paper in my hand. I'm a licensed amateur radio operator. I want to get on there. We tuned up onto a 10-meter double bazooka antenna with the Heath Kit 101, 100 watts, and I started sending CQ with the straight key, and I talked to Ontario, Canada. Wow. So you can imagine, you know, 12, 13-year-old old kid, Head got pretty big, and I was like, man, I like this. I really like this. So I worked and got my 13 words per minute and got general. After I got general, I sort of like throwed the Morse code key away. I found a microphone. Mm-hmm. And I I would mess with, with some of the uh, code occasionally. Not all the time, just occasionally uh, I would mess with some code. And I decided to, uh, uh, you know, play with it occasionally. And I decided just, not, I don't want to do code no more. I, I think I just want to use the microphone. Well, unfortunately, 
2015, I had a, acute myeloid leukemia show up. Matter of fact, showed up on the biggest day of amateur radio, well, the biggest weekend of amateur radio, the ARRL field day. Hmm. I got a little sick, a little sore throat. friend of mine that was operating with me said, man, you need to go get checked out. So I just come on home that Saturday. Sunday morning I got up, couldn't hardly drink or anything, ran to the hospital, and they tested me and I had some counts all screwed up. White blood count, high, all this. And they done a bunch of testing and come to find out I had AML. So when I come out, which they told me that I'd be there three months, and I said, no way, I can't be there three months. There ain't no way I can be here three months. I said, August the 1st, this is July the 1st when they're telling me this now. They said, I said, August the 1st, my son starts playing football. I've got to be there somewhere on the football field to watch him start practicing. And the doctor said, good luck. Well, July the 31st of 2015 at 6.30 p.m., I left the hospital. Hmm. So I got to take the football practice and all that good stuff. I had to stay away from everybody because I was, you know, my immune system was very weak. Well, in 2016, the ARRL done the National Parks on the Air. And with me being sort of contained and confined to the house, besides doctor appointments, I started chasing. And I chased parks, and I chased parks, and I chased parks. Love it, still love it today. The Parks on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, already now into the summits on the air, been going out activating summits. Uh, chasing summits matter of fact i just worked uh, got 2000 points to be considered the double double sla- shack sloth award so nice I, i've got that just this morning before the show got started good so got my 2000 points there but i'm working on getting the mountain goat i'm a long way away i just got over about 106 points i'm for activating on summits on there i would really hate to see how many parks that i've really put on there in North South Carolina, Tennessee, and we're fixing to start hitting up around uh, Virginia and hopefully Georgia and Florida this year is what my, my plans are. How did but, you go from Bojangles to W4JL? All right. That's a good story. Um, I, I, I applied for a vanity call, W4DWL, like most people do with their you know initials, and I got it. And my, at the same time, my dad, W4JL was in 4GOQ at the time. He applied for W4JL. And unfortunately, uh, Father's Day of 2008, my dad passed away. I was an extra. Uh, my sister's a ham. Uh, she's that lives out towards Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. She's just a technician. So I was the only one that could keep the W4JL call in the family. So I applied for the W4JL call and now is staying here. Hopefully one day one of the kids will uh, come along and keep it on going, I hope. Uh, it's a very recognized call. Uh, my dad was big with the Shelby Ham Fest, which used to be one of the biggest on the southeast coast here. So, you know, a lot of people remember W4JL. That's a good call sign. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear about your dad's passing. I think it's really nice and sweet uh, when you hear these stories. Uh, 
it means something to you to carry that forward. Can you talk oh, about that a little bit? It really means a lot for me, you know, especially the, the carry for my dad was, he was more of CW fan than side band. And in 2016 on March the 8th, I got a little surprise in the mailbox, got a cure sent to me. So I started back with CW. Oh, good. Uh, now I much rather do CW than pick up the microphone. So yeah. Yeah, just the whole, the whole turnaround block now, but, uh, he he was big with CW stuff like that, but when I get out there and get on the air and start activating and start doing CW, it brings back a lot of memories. And then uh, last year, unfortunately this year, I done a benefit barbecue for a family, so I missed the North Carolina Cuso party. But last year I went out and done a North Carolina Cuso party and done the expedition style. I put three counties of. Uh, I activated three different counties and three different parts on the air and won the, uh, the North Carolina expedition award for last year for 2020. Uh, so I was, I got a plaque to hang on the wall and I can see that, that, you know, you. stuff like that. This, this makes me drive more. Uh, I do. I've, I've got my DXCC all mode, single side band, and CW. Uh, matter of fact, I've, I think I've cleared digital now. I've just not applied for it. How's your so, health doing these days? Well, so far, I'm, I'm a little overweight, as usual. The doctor tells me that all the time. You're a little overweight. Got to lose some of that, which I did get a little lazy. Uh, I was walking a lot, and I've you know stepped back and wasn't walking. Uh, I wasn't on any sugar drinks, and now I've got to work. Sweet tea was, you know, is back to my favorite drink. So I'm trying to get away from that to, to drop a little weight. But as far as everything else, it's good. I still have alkalosis spondylitis, which is hereditary. And that's what had my dad handicapped. And it's fusion of the spine. So my spine, my neck, I can't turn my neck good because of the fusion in my neck. And all that's done natural. But I still get out here and go. I'm not going to stop. My, that's one trait my dad showed me. Never stop, never give up. So, uh, you know, that's what I do. The AML tried to kick me twice, unfortunately, but it didn't succeed. First time we done a chemo treatment, uh, and I, I got put in remission in uh, August the 22nd of 2016. December the 23rd of 2016, it showed back up. So I had to do a stem cell transplant, and my son, other son from my first marriage, which is out fighting the wildland fire now in Georgia. Yeah, we're both firefighters. So he's he's on a on a assignment out in Georgia fighting the wildland fire. But uh he stepped up to do a stem cell donation. And we done a stem cell transplant June uh twenty second, two thousand seventeen. And pretty much his stem cells are running my body and we're still good as far mm -hmm. as health wise. Mm -hmm. So that's almost a, a story in itself right there. Thank goodness oh, for your son. Oh, yeah. And, and especially he was 17 at the time. So you can imagine a 17-year-old senior in high school step up to do a stem cell tra transplant. You know, he's. I got two heroes. I got my dad was a hero keeping me in amateur radio. And now my son is a hero that stepped up and has kept me where I can play amateur radio. So it's i've had an interesting life 
a lot of people ask me too, so well, why didn't you get mad when your catcher come by? I'm like, what's the use to get mad? That's just another speed bump in the road to me. Got to stay positive. That's one thing. I, I appreciate what you're doing with the K4P also and how you help out other amateur radios in the communities, different states and, every, you know, different places. That, that's great. Um, I tried to do it back too. I, they was a, I mean, a slew of people helped me during my, you know, ordeal with the cancer done fundraiser. So now when I get a chance, I do all I can do for a benefit for the other people. So. Well, Dave, I've got a note from your doctor right here. So just got the email. You got to get walking in the parks, activate oh, a couple yeah. parks. I don't know what that means, but maybe you understand. More walking in the park for the POTA. Whatever he's saying there, I don't understand. And and uh, you got to come off that sweet tea, brother. You got to get off that oh, sweet yes. tea. That's hard for a guy down south. That's oh, in, yeah. kind of oh, in your blood. That's what your blood is, right? Yeah. Yeah. The sweet tea and sun drop. You may have never heard of a mm -hmm. sun drop. No. But it's a, it's a very sugary soda, you know, oh, drink. So, yeah, I got to get off of them. Uh, but that I'm working on that. I've, I've cut way back. I'm down about one cup of tea or one sun drop a day and back to the water. So I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. And and uh, getting out on the summits now has really helped. A little slow. I can't go fast as some That's of these okay. boys up the mountain. But, okay. hey, I get up the top of the mountain and sit up and play radio. I'm fun. Having yeah. fun. So, Well, long may you run, brother. I appreciate it, your effort today trying to get back uh, connected here. And then you figured it out on your end. You went a different way. That's the ham way, isn't it? You figure oh, out yeah. another way? That I Just like... That's another thing you know it brings up. You got to find out something different. If it don't work this way, keep trying something else. That's right. So, I kept know. seeing you pop in and out. You pop in and out. Next thing you know, thumbs up. Okay, no, oh yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Hey, have a great weekend. Uh, best to you and your family out there, and, and be in touch. Okay. Oh, all right. I'll keep in touch. I appreciate all your the podcasts, your live videos. I try to catch them all as much as I can, and it's always a pleasure to catch you on there. Uh, always. I, I think we've made contact several times. I don't have the logbook up to, to do a search, but it's been several times, and I appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Take care. 73. 73. All right. And Steve, look at this guy. He decides, <laughs> ah, you know, maybe I don't want to do this. Oh, maybe I don't want to answer your stupid all... questions. Oh, you froze man. up and you had this look like... And I was like, <laughs> Is he really thinking about it this long? Uh, I was like, really? I started seeing the circles and I'm like, oh man, I was just starting to get on a roll. But uh, no, I saw some probably, of the chats. I went, I went on to the, the rude operators. I mean, yeah, I, my rude hope operators was to get us just, out. just don't engage them or because, you know, they're looking like a fool and you don't want to look like a fool. Let's just, do let's do a couple just because yeah. I think uh, let's just do a couple. I I wanted to end up in an hour's time, but you know how that goes. And now we've got the luxury of time; we can get, go on. But uh, this is one of my favorite parts. Mm -hmm. So let's see, DX Star. What a name! Your parents were so creative with that DX Star. Does it matter what size coax I use for jumper cables in the shack? No. I, I'd go with uh, the only the only thing that matters is I wouldn't use like RG58 if you're going to run full legal power. It's just 
that cable is going to kind of heat up. But RG8X or is uh, that's the interconnect cable I would use because it's relatively small. It can handle uh, higher power and it's it's flexible and easy. You know, interconnecting everything with RG8 or 213. Yeah, it's great, but it's becomes physically, you know, unmanageable. So. so stiff. You know, I used to think this way, mm-hmm. and you know this about me. I used to have a, and this was a, a question I had years ago. I thought that bigger is better, and it turns out that bigger is nice. But in that short run, it really didn't. It doesn't didn't matter. matter. No, it uh, when you start getting long runs and things like that, then that you know the the loss in the cable becomes a factor. But uh, for interconnects, uh, jumpers in between, um, I have RG8X in between uh, the radio and the amp and and other sundry accoutrements. But between my amp and my antenna switch, I just happen to have RG8. But I, I'd be just as comfortable using 8X between the amp and the uh, antenna switch. Oh, there you go, DX star. Hope that helps. Nice, nice handle. Love it. DX Star. Rockstar. DX Rockstar. We'll take one more here and wrap things up. Uh, Chase, I think my neighbor has grow lights. I have a loud buzz on my receive signal, mostly after 5 p.m. I want to mm-hmm. be a good neighbor. How should I address it? Just uh, you have a, a chat with them and ask them. Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of that, that's a tricky one, but uh yeah, it's uh, grow lights are notorious for being RFI generators, and um, it's just one of those things. If uh, if they can delay putting it on, or you know, saying hey, you know, I'm getting gro- uh, you know interference from your grow lights, and it a lot depends on how cool you are with your neighbor. If you know you got a, a decent relationship. If or if not, then it just gets pretty tricky. But that's yeah, a tough go, one. Could go down to mind your own business kind of thing. And mm-hmm. grow lights don't necessarily mean like they're growing weed. They could be working with hydroponics or they mm-hmm. could be doing something in their garage. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. I guess trying to figure out a schedule. This is just a tricky one. You know, it could lead you down to mind your own business trail. And I have just, a I have a neighbor his shop uh, which is not too far from my shop here and uh, it uh, I think his LED uh, shop lights or his chargers for his uh, all his equipment he's a carpenter and uh, does carpentry and he does a lot of work in his shop there uh, in the evenings and it kind of tears up 80, 80 meters for me and it just it's one of those things that's. I just know if the lights are on in the shop, it's like, okay, it's going to be a little tough night for me. But it's just one of those, you kind of have to work around it. But I've heard stories that grow lights can be really, really bad as far as generating RFI. I think the spirit of wanting to be a good neighbor Mm -hmm. is going to serve you best there, Chase. The kind of, you know, establish a dialogue and see if that works out for you. I think that'll help. All right, Steve, I'm going to be wrapping up, but I, I wanted to poke into, I'm going to share a screen here. K4P is on the air. Nice. And um, they reset the lookups. And we went and uh, made the first QSOs this morning. I worked uh, Papa Phil. He was in Michigan, still is. 
Mm-hmm. And I ran uh, 13 calls, and we have uh, 605 lookups. This was reset this morning, so that's good. This is we want We're you to learn. Some traction. Getting some traction, getting on the air. We've only been on the air less than, or probably about two hours now. So there's a dedicated team behind the scenes who have put to put aside ego and any sort of me, 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 or I, whatever's. And are just pushing forward with momentum to get the word out here. Uh, Phil probably won't be the last person we help. And, you know, maybe if you're struggling with something, you reach out and contact us. We want to raise awareness. We can't. Mm-hmm. The heavy lifting comes from somebody being moved enough to get tested and p- potentially be a match to help save somebody's life. In this case, we talked about living donors a bit before. And there's some good information here. There's the video. There is a challenge for you. Wednesday night, we will uh, celebrate anyone who puts this video on their QRZ page. And we're trying to work 50 states with this video. Check out the video. It's really well done. You meet Phil, his kids. He's got grandchildren. And he's just trying to live his life a little bit longer and a little bit better and not be on dialysis, which kind of changes the game for you. So... Thank you for that. And listen for those stations on the air. There's a schedule at the bottom of this page. Let me go. If you go there and uh, you'll see a sample. But right in here is the, the calendar. And we're trying to keep that up to date. I'm the mm-hmm. kind of guy who has uh, young children and needs to kind of flip flop and pivot, call audibles. And sometimes I get big blocks of time. I'm like, oh, wow, how'd this happen? So um, I'm going to jump on as much as I can. But it's very exciting and uh need it so this is a it's called the spirit of radio this is a live stream i do wednesday evenings with alex and we um are trying to raise awareness to help hams in need in this case phil all right enough said y'all be good now because this was one of those juggling days yeah (laughs) steve's contract must be time for negotiation because he's like oh you want to do questions do you Hmm? Oof, poof there he goes. Bye-bye. <laughs> and then oh, Dave suddenly reappears. I got it. All, it all worked out. It all works out. Because I had to do my own little thing. Just, you might have noticed I was putting on my dancing shoes down here. I was like, getting ready to and dance. I'm going to show you a new dance. <laughs> <laughs> Can't see my feet, but they're really moving quickly. They're moving. <laughs> Hello to everyone in the chat, especially our new folks uh, who stopped by. We had a new friend that came by today. If you're new, you know. Welcome. Welcome Subscribe for being here. Thank you for the bell. All those great things. We have a a ham there in um, Oscar Hotel Seven. Oscar Hotel Seven. Yeah, it's Tomei. I call him Tomei. He's in Finland, and boy, it can get cold there. We also have a ham in Amsterdam. So you got the Netherlands. We've got some DX just in a chat alone. So I appreciate it. Uh, Who comes by? I want to go get on the air. I know Steve might want to do that. We all have things that we do, but we're going to be on for the next week. So listen for K4P on the air. You'll hear a lot of stations. Go work them. Go work them. It's a good thing. What did we miss, Steve? We got our our net tomorrow Mm -hmm. night. It'll be a little different. I'll be calling K4P. The fellows will be calling and taking your check-ins across probably three bands um, tomorrow. Uh, So you can listen to that. We'll have like a four stations on the air tomorrow evening that will be cool yeah and 20 meters should stay open a little bit longer than normal because this weekend we have our time change here in the states and 
and for the states that uh, participate in time change, the flip-flop. So we're springing forward and uh, looking forward to keeping 20 open for a little while. We'll we'll just slog away at it. Uh, I should also say, I will stream, if I take the air and start to call for like an hour or whatever, I will start streaming on the channel. It'll Mm -hmm. be a different kind of notice. It might look like this. To let you know I'm on the air, I'm going to go on the air and just sort of operate. And it'll be outside the show. Steve, you can you can see what that is right there. My mast. Your my mast, mast and your hex beam. beam. Got the hex beam there. And I've got a uh, a little crank, uh, whatchamacallit there, that, that kind of lowers it down into place. Like a winch. That's what it's called. A winch. A winch. Yep, I like that. Yeah, it works. It's not super high, but uh, it still works. It works. Well, 73, Steve, I will uh, I'll see you person. around the way. We'll be back here tomorrow night. 73 to everybody in the chat. Thank you for coming by. Work that station. Get on the air. That's what it's all about. We need to get on the air. Thanks to Becky for stopping by and uh, Paul and Karen. And enjoy the expo if you're watching from yeah. the expo. Mm-hmm. And thank Hello. you, Dave, for being here, too. So Thank you, Dave, for sharing that story. That was uh, interesting. Everybody's got a story, yeah. Steve. And thank you for being a fellow firefighter. So. Yes, and that's double yeah. generation. I don't know what his dad did, but him and his son both. Yep. 73, so. guys. Take care of yourselves. 73, y'all. And each other. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.